The opinions expressed on this show are those of the host or guest and don't necessarily represent those of DDP Yoga. Consult your physician before beginning any exercise program. This is the Team DDP Yoga Experience with your host, Ross Raymond. Hey, and welcome to this week's show. This is the podcast that introduces you to the other members of Team DDP Yoga. If you know someone who you think would benefit from this show, please make sure you share it with them. And if you or someone you know should be an upcoming guest, please reach out to me through Facebook, email, or the website. You can contact me all the different channels at RossRaymond.com. Now, this week's episode is a special one for me as we've reached another milestone I never thought we would. Episode number 50, and I want to thank all the guests up till now, and rest assured I still have amazing interviews to come that were recorded both in Vegas and since, and plan to keep on sharing people's stories as long as it helps other people and there's the demand for it. Now this week being number 50 and being a holiday weekend, I thought we should have a guest on that everyone's heard of but may not know the full story behind. So between a trip to Vegas and a day trip to Calgary, Alberta from where I live, I managed to sit down with Steve Yu, Diamond Dallas Page's business partner and a big part of DDP Yoga. So much of his role though is behind the scenes. So I asked Steve to share a little bit of his story and how he became involved with DDP Yoga. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Most people think of me as like the kind of behind-the-scenes business guy. But I think that, you know, some people know the story, but a lot of people don't. Um, You know, I worked for IBM for about nine years just as a project manager, managing web development and multimedia stuff. And um, I think it was like around 2004, um, my wife and I were going to get married, and we decided that we wanted to get into shape together. So... You know, I had been in shape before, but, um, you know, over the years, just with um, my wife, and that then, then it was my fiancé, and then um, we, had, we had just kind of fallen off track. We had been eat, eating out too much and not exercising like a lot of couples do, or a lot of new couples will do. And so um, we were just, you know, we, we had a good reason to get in shape. So um, we did... You know, we we entered this fitness contest called Body for Life, and it's like this um, it's this best selling book. Um, Bill Phillips had this contest that he started where he would um, award prizes to to people who got into really good shape. So we decided to do that before our wedding, and so it was just really an interesting kind of journey that we went through to to get. You know, we were kind of racing like it was like three or four months time where we were preparing to for our wedding and our wedding was, uh, in the Caribbean and in St. Thomas. So we wanted to be in great shape for that. So, um, you know, we worked really hard together. We got into really great shape and then we had an amazing wedding. And, um, that whole experience to me was really, you know, I'm kind of an observant person. Like I, I tend to like look at things and, and think, you know, why did that happen? Or, you know, why do I feel this way? And so I, I thought it was interesting how that that whole process of getting in shape and then the experience we had um, made our lives so much kind of better and, and we were much happier. You know, we were closer. So, um, you know, that was interesting to me. But then fast forward probably a f- several more months, um, the, the contest showed up at our door with a giant check for my wife because my wife had won the contest. So... She won a hundred thousand dollars, which nice. is pretty a pretty big deal, you know. So um, that kind of 
put her in a spotlight, put both of us in kind of the spotlight where it's kind of like now with Team DDP Yoga, there's this growing community. There was a very, very big Body for Life community. And um, it was just really interesting to me that um, people would see our pictures or hear our story and then they would be instantly like inspired to do something. They're like, I want to do what you guys did. You know, I'm going to change my life. And so that was really fascinating to me that like people could be inspired to change their lives with something that kind of small, that kind of simple. And so, um, so then I was thinking about it and I, I think I had watched supersize me not too um, long after that. And it just made me think, wow, you know, these documentary films, you can really um, present a message to people and it can make people think about their lives, you know. And so, you know, I talked it over with my wife and, and one of my friends who's my business partner and we decided to um, try to make a film, a documentary about, you know, what inspires people, what what motivates them to get into really great shape. Because it was something where I wanted to, and I think it happens with a lot of people who get into shape they want to share that with other people. And you see, like I saw it with um, Matt and Amy Coombs, right? They, like they, they change their lives and then now they want other people to change their lives because they see what it does for their life. And so that was kind of um, what I decided to do in 2005. Um, so I left my job to do it. Like I didn't know how to make films or anything. So we're just like, yeah, my wife won some money. I bought a camera and I just started to learn how to do it. Yeah. That's still a pretty big risk, though. Yeah, it was a big, it was a big risk, and and in hindsight, I don't know if I would do it again because it took a huge toll on on us financially, and um, and at one point, for, to me, just like psychologically, when I got stuck doing, you know, trying to figure out how to finish the movie, um, but you know, I started the film and I started to follow one or two people and we were in New York City um, just meeting with a company we're just trying to learn anything we could so we're meeting with a company who did videotape to film transfer like in case we made a film that we wanted to go put in movie theaters these days there's no such thing because all the theaters broadcast digitally now like that was back in 2005 where most theaters still had a you know film film reel physical film yeah so we met with a company in New York and then we were in LaGuardia Airport, um, we were getting ready to fly back to Atlanta, and Dallas was reading a magazine at, at like, one of the terminals. Like, he was just there reading. And I, I recognized him um, because he also, I also knew he had lived in Atlanta because he used to go to the same gym as I did, Main Event Fitness, which was owned by Lex um, Luger. So... I don't know why I did. I just, you know, started talking to him, you know, and I said, hey, you know, um, are you still living in Atlanta? And I think he had moved back to L.A. at that point. But, um, you know, we just started talking and I asked him what he was in New York for. And he started showing me all these um, boards like these um, foam mounted, you know, foam core boards that for his book, Yoga for Regular Guys. So I think he had just started kind of promoting that book and. And I was like, wow, it would be interesting if I followed you or I followed somebody doing your program in the film that I want to do. Because the film that I wanted to do was really meant to be very broad in terms of following people and doing different programs, but really trying to break down the the small things that people don't realize make all the difference when they're trying to get really fit. You know, just like whether you're doing it with your spouse or, you know, you're not or... Um, 
you know, what programs are you doing? Are you following Weight Watchers? Are you counting calories? What are you doing? And just trying to just explore all that stuff. And um, so, you know, I didn't know how he was going to react to that. He's like, yeah, sure, you know, um, here's my email address. Send me an email and we'll talk about it. And I didn't know if anything would come about of that, you know. Um, But he was, you know, like everybody says, he's really super down to earth. You know, he remembers people when he meets them. So I had emailed him maybe that night and he sent me a note back and he remembered me and all that stuff. So he said, yeah, let let me find somebody in Atlanta who's doing um, yoga for regular guys and you can start filming them. So, and Dallas is kind of funny. He... He's been in multiple documentaries. People ask him to be in his films all the time, and he always, he almost always says yes. So, like, he's been in um, Why Yoga, a bunch of them. Like, um, what was it? Enlighten Up he is another one he was in. And so a lot of kind of documentaries that are about yoga, and they want to kind of cover what he's doing. Um, so... You know, I've, I was surprised he was interested, but I was like, man, it would be awesome to have, like, a celebrity in my film. And uh, so just over the years, we follow multiple people, um, and I, I soon became his tech support. So because I, people know that I don't sleep that much. Like, I, I usually am up till 2 or 3 in the morning, and I'm up at 7 or 8 in the morning, you know. So it was good for Dallas because he could call me whenever he wanted. He was on the West Coast. He would, you know, not that he knew that, but he would call me whenever he wanted. He's and he, known for that a little bit. Yeah. And so, you know, whenever he would have a Mac problem or something, he would call me, like in the middle of the night or whatever. So, you know, um, he relied on me a lot of times to help him with stuff. And uh, so we just became friends. Like it was like, you know, uh, we would talk about filming somebody or he needs some some computer help or something. And so just over the years, I was trying to make this film and I would interview him once in a while. Um, but, you know, probably since from 2005 to like 2008 or nine, we just became good friends. We both struggled with what we were working on though. Cause Dallas, um, you know, Dallas was trying to get yoga for regular guys off the ground and I was trying to finish this movie. And I think we were both kind of frustrated at many points of time. So there's a lot of parallels to what we were doing because I wasn't making any money doing it, and he wasn't either. So we could kind of relate to that. And he would always come in and try to encourage me when I was, like, stuck because I didn't know what I was doing and trying to figure it out. And the main thing for me was I figured out how to get a couple of the people into awesome shape. I helped them a little bit. But then there was a few people that – I couldn't help. They kept just falling off track, and it was just so frustrating to me. And uh, I went into, like, this depression, and I kind of stopped working on everything. And I stopped talking to people. I stopped talking to Dallas. And I remember he used to – he kept trying to call me, get in contact with me, but I was just kind of, like, bummed out that I couldn't figure out what was wrong with the film. And, uh, you know, I knew – I'm always kind of like, well, I'll fix everything. I'll get this movie back on track, and then I'll get back in touch with him. And then I knew that he was coming to Atlanta, so I knew I had to like talk to him. So he came. He he eventually would come to my house, and we would just talk about stuff. Um, so, you know, that happened for a little bit, and then um, I think f- fast forward to 2012, he came to my house. So that was what 2005 to 2012, seven years. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been working on this film. He's trying to get YRG off the ground, right? So, um, and he'll tell you stories about there's times where he got frustrated. He didn't know what he was going to do. 
but he had to somehow pull himself out of that frustration or, you know, being down on himself. So it's interesting to hear that him tell that because you would never expect him to be like that. Mr. Positivity. Right. So, yeah. but that happens to me too. I mean, it really happens to anybody. So, um, he came to my house, I think it was like October of 2011, actually. And he's like, hey, I want to restart the company. You know, I got everything back from Warner Brothers and, um, you know, I want to rebrand it and, you know, I want to get things going. And I'm like, you know, whatever you need me to do, I'll help you. You know, it wasn't even like, hey, do you want to work for me? It wasn't like, hey, you want to be my business partner? It was like, hey, can you just, you know, I want to do this. So I'm like, yeah, I don't. I'll do whatever you guys need me to do. I'll help you. You know, at the time I was working freelance stuff and trying to finish the movie, trying to figure out how to finish the movie. And, um, and Dallas, you know, he, he just, he needed help. So I'm like, yeah, you don't have to pay me anything. So it was me, Dallas and Robert. And, um, we needed to figure out from scratch what to do. Like he had, uh, he obviously had the DVDs. Right. Um, but that's all he had really to go on. So, you know, the first thing he wanted to do is change the name to DDP Yoga. And we went back and forth like, okay, how does it look? DDP Yoga with no space. And I said, well, it looks kind of like a Russian word like that because all these kind of consonants run together, you know. And so, um, you know, we uh, finally said, okay, we need a space, all caps, all that. And so um, then we needed to rebrand the DVDs. But, you know, the budget, Dallas's budget was super limited. So, um what we had to do is figure out how to reverse engineer the current DVDs so we could reauthor them and put new titles in them. Like we couldn't right. do everything, but we had to do some of it. So it said it was called YRG Fitness System, but he wanted to call it DDP Yoga. So like I had to figure out, like I had to research, okay, how do we, what they call demux. So you could take a DVD and you pull out all the parts and then you can put it back together. So because Dallas didn't want to pay for the original company, because it would have cost a lot of money to pull it out of archive and redo it. We had to figure out how to do that. So we did that first. We made these, we reauthored the DVDs. We ordered maybe, I think he ordered maybe a couple thousand or something. We, we redid the packaging. It was just me, Dallas, and Robert. And, uh, and then we built the website. So, you know, Dallas said, well, let's set Black Friday as our launch, our goal. Like, this, we were, we're in October. And he wants everything to launch on Black Friday. So we didn't have a lot of time. No kidding. So Robert and I, like, first we had to figure out what e-commerce platform to, to run on because neither of us have bu- ever built, like, our own e-commerce site. So we just had to fig- – we went through all these platforms. We figured out, okay, let's go with this one. And we just had to figure it out. So we built the website. It was, like, you know, crazy hours. You know, the, the week of Black Friday was ridiculous. Probably we both worked 100 hours or more. Um, and, um, um, and so anyhow, I don't want to ramble too much, but, um, so we built the website and we launched it on Black Friday, late on Black Friday, but, um, you know, we just wanted to see what happened and we sold like maybe three or four and we were like, oh, that's awesome. We sold some, you know, we were shocked. Yeah. And so then, um, so then. You know, we gradually just tried to figure out other ways to market it. So we would be like, well, what if we said the next 10 people that order the DVD, you'll call Dallas, will call them. So we put that out on Twitter or, you know, Facebook or, or whatever. And so we started to see that would work. Like Dallas would call them. They'd be super excited. And then that would kind of spread the word. 
And so over that period of time from like Black Friday 2011 until about April, we, we gradually grew the business like, you know, four DVDs, five DVDs, six DVDs until we were about averaging about 10 DVDs a day. You know, not bad. I mean, you know, I think we were selling them for $9,900 at the time. So not bad per day. Um, and then, you know, Chris Jericho started talking about it leading into WrestleMania. And then that boosted our sales up a little bit more. So we're, our sales were gradually increasing. And um, so we were we were pretty happy about it. But we didn't really have anything big, you know, going on. But we were just trying to figure it out. And I think at that point, Dallas started paying me because he knew I was having trouble paying my bills. And and um, and then I think, you know, I was trying to um, still edit my movie, but I was like, you know, let's see what we can do about the Arthur video. Because I watched the Arthur video, his son put together, and I thought it was a great video, but I always felt like there was something off about it because it was, it said YRG Fitness System on the bottom, which was, it kind of took away from the story because it was like an ad, it looked right. like an ad. And then I just didn't like the music myself. Like, uh, I'm very particular about music and how it, you know, um, conveys emotion to people. Like, I think a lot of people loved the song that they used, but I didn't, I didn't feel the emotion. So I said, well, let me recut that and um, just see if we can inspire some people. And Dallas was like, there's nothing wrong with the one we got. Why do we need to do that? You know, and I was right. like, well, let me, let me just see if, you know, it'll do anything different. Um, and so... We put that together. Dallas really liked it. You know, we didn't have any idea what what happened. You know, I think I even posted it on Team DDP Yoga and said, hey, what do you guys think about this music? And I'd get all these other people saying, well, I think it should be Miley Cyrus, The Climb, or I should think it should be this or that. And I'm like, well, I th- let's keep it here. Like, I like this music. I think it was um, Fix You. Um, it was like a, a cover by um, one of the voice, the singers on The Voice. And so we put it out there. And it got a decent amount of views, maybe a couple thousand at first, you know, nothing major. And then I think it was like April or May 5th of 2012, um, I had noticed on the website there was like 50 or 60 people on the site at one time. Because we go into the analytics of the website once in a while and we just see, okay, how many people are on the site? Normally it's like maybe three or four, three or four people. So it's 50 or 60, it's like, okay, something's different right now. And so I called Robert. And he said, well, somebody said they bought it because of Reddit. You know, they checked Reddit. Or, you know, there was something that, like, I bought, I saw this on Reddit. So I went to reddit.com. I was on the phone with Robert. I'm like, hey, we're number 20 on Reddit on the front page. And he's like, wait, we're on the front page of Reddit? I'm like, yeah, is that that hard to do? He's like, that's really, really hard to do. (laughs) You know, Robert said, I've been trying to get on the front page of Reddit forever. He's like, I can't believe we're on the front page of that video. So um, we stayed on the phone because it was this crazy thing, and we just kept on hitting refresh. And, like, within an hour, it had climbed to, like, number one, the top, you know, the top thing on Reddit. And Robert and I were just like, wow, that's crazy. And so um, that week, and then we called Dallas, and we're like, hey, Dallas, the, the video is going viral. He's like, I don't. What does that mean? Like, he didn't know what that meant. You know, and we we're yeah. like, well, it's number one on Reddit. He didn't know what that meant either. But then um, that weekend, it was just like unbelievably insane how many orders we got. It's like every few seconds. So if you just looked at our email inbox and you scrolled through it, only orders, all just all orders. You couldn't see any other anything else. And so like the business just completely skyrocketed. I think we did. 
half a million dollars in one week. Oh, wow. You know, from that, that week. So, um, and then what happened was um, we sold. Well, so anyhow, the, the business was exploding. Um, what had happened the day before the video went viral, though, um, was that we found out the guy shipping our DVDs was selling them on eBay for half price. So we didn't know all this was going to happen, but so the day before it went viral, we found out Dallas went to his house, took all of our DVDs and put them on a UPS ground truck to Florida. And so um, we had no inventory. Like all of our inventory was on a truck. So then we we ended up selling probably, I don't know, 18,000 DVDs in three or four weeks. And we only had a thousand. So we had to like figure it out and then we had to figure out how to ship them. And so it was like this crazy um, situation where I was kind of laughing because I couldn't believe it. But Dallas was like upset at me. He's like, see, why are you laughing? We don't, how are we going to handle this? So I'm like, you know, I'm usually like, well, we'll figure it out somehow. And, and so we did figure it out, but it was like really crazy. We had to go down to Florida because that's where Robert lived, set up a warehouse and learn how to ship. Like we didn't know how to ship anything. So we had to buy, get all the envelopes. We had to learn how to do all of that. So it was just people were getting mad, but they didn't realize it was really literally just like three of us, you know. And so we had to bring in Dallas's mom came down and all this. It was craziness. So, um, so anyhow, that, that operation. that's how like the business kind of, you know, all of a sudden it took off. And then it gave us a lot of flexibility to, you know, spend some money on making having an infomercial done. Which was in, was supposed to be a documercial, which Dallas always calls it. Which was, it didn't end up being that way, just because um, the company we hired they specialize in doing, you know, high end fitness infomercials, and I kind of am always like to steer towards very kind of low pressure, um, heartfelt stories. So I wanted it to be a documentary, right? Like I want to do something that wasn't done on TV, but it's a risk. It didn't end up going that way, and I think we're going to go back and do one. Like actually, like a documentary about all these people, you know, and then try that, you know. And that's been one of the cool things about the company taking off is it's given us this flexibility to try things. Like we haven't, like we don't know what we're doing, but we like to, you know, try big things. So Dallas will come up with an idea, or I will, and we'll just get to, you know, try it. So, um, so anyhow, that's, that's kind of how I got involved. Um, and, um, you know, it's just been ever since, like, I remember saying when I first met Dallas, it'd be cool to be friends with him. It'd be cool if like someday right. we were friends and now it's like, you know, sometimes it gets a little bit heated, but <laughs> it's like, it's kind of interesting that we're like, you know, we, we talk about the business every day. So it's been an interesting journey. Now, we should clarify that that movie you were discussing, that's inspired the movie, right. not the Jake the Snake Roberts documentary, which is done and completed and out. Right, right, yeah. So the inspired the movie, you know, the challenge with that was always, you know, I think I took on, I tried to do too many things with it. And, you know, I followed dozens and dozens of people and hour, over 500 hours of footage and just trying to make that into an inspiring story. I think, you know, the challenge I had was trying to figure out how to make a 90-minute or a two-hour film inspiring when making a four-minute video was much easier, like the, the Arthur video. And so the ultimate goal was to make a film that would just 
people would go in, watch the film, and say, okay, I'm going to change my life, you know. And, and I just have never felt like it's been ready. So, like, we're going back, like, after finishing the Jake film, which we can touch on, um, we're going back to that to try to restructure it, make it... There's a lot of things that we learned along the way, or I learned along the way, about filmmaking that hopefully we can apply it to that and make it much stronger. Because when I, when I started, I didn't know what I was doing. So a lot of the footage is bad, the audio is bad. So, you know, there was no HD when we started. So now it's right. kind of like, okay, how do we figure out how to make that something that could inspire people? And I think I, think I have an idea. Like, it's really, to me, like interviewing Amy and Matt this past weekend kind of re-inspired me because I saw, like, the spark in their eye, like how... Um, how much it changed their life, like, and how they didn't believe in themselves before. And now that they've done it, they, like, believe they can do anything. And that was always the intent of the film is, like, to show people, you know, this is all, like, kind of what you believe you can do. And you don't believe you can do it now, but if you stay consistent, you will believe you can do it later. And trying to prove to people that they that will happen is the hard part because if people are point A and they think one way, and they don't know that when they get to point B, they're going to think a totally different way. And that's the, that's the challenge is how do you get them from A to B, you know? And that's kind of what, we, you know, we focus on at DDP Yoga, too, is, like, just telling, you know, we know now how to tell these stories for these people are telling us and how those will just inspire more people. Like, I know that when we put out that interview of... Um, Matt and Amy, it's going to inspire a lot of people because they're going to see themselves and they're going to be like, oh, I can do that if they can do that. And that's really the whole, the whole, the whole um, strategy that we have now, I think. That's why we've been successful, I think. So. Well, and that's really cool because, I mean, again, it all comes back to Team DDP Yoga. And when I started off, it's been just over two years for me. Everything was sort of structured around the team ddpyoga.com. Mm-hmm. It's moved so much more so to Facebook now just with the different groups. And like team ddpyoga.com, there's offshoots of those groups. If you're vegan, there's a group for that. If you're into tattoos, there's a group for that. There's all these different things so everyone can identify. But when I joined the, the DDP Yoga Facebook group, I think there was maybe 800 people there. Oh, wow. And we are coming up to almost i'm gonna say almost eight thousand now in the main group and so a lot of that traffic at least that used to be in the chat room has moved to the facebook groups just because of how easy it is to interact i still go back to the team ddpyoga.com i try to go there once a day at least to chat check in in the chat room because of course that's where a lot of the new people go for the new members resources but it's really neat to see people who haven't even necessarily bought the program yet are going there sort of lurking in the shadows and then step out five weeks later and say, you know what, I ordered the program. I haven't said anything on here. I've just been watching and been so inspired that I have to give it a try. If all these people can do it, what's my excuse? And that's sort of where, again, it goes back to the Arthur video. So many people, if you've listened to previous episodes of this podcast, I'd say about 98% of people were brought to this program through that Arthur video in some way, shape, or form. Even when I'm talking to people about DDP yoga for the first time, even if they have no clue what I'm talking about, they know the Arthur video. Someone's posted it on Facebook. Mm -hmm. They've seen it. It's amazing how viral it's gone. I get people who post it on my page saying, have you seen this? I go, 
yeah, no kidding. <laughs> what, remember that thing I've been annoying you with for the last two years, every status update? Yeah, that's what it's about. Right. So, but no, I, again, we saw the, I saw the clips from Inspired, the video on, I think it's Vimo. And that was very cool. I was very excited for that and can't wait to see that. And hopefully that gets off the ground. You touched on the Jake the Snake Roberts film. We're actually in Calgary, Alberta right now. And there's a screening of it tonight at the Calgary Underground Film Festival. And I'm going to get to check that out. And I'm beyond excited for that because this film has only been shown in very select theaters so far. Um, Talk a little bit about that journey I mean, obviously, Jake and his story is well-documented. This is, in many ways, I've heard people describe it as the rebuttal from beyond the mat. No one wanted to leave that image from beyond the mat of a broken Jake. And this is really an amazing way to show the other half to that story. Yeah, I mean, I I guess our, our intent wasn't for it to be a rebuttal to be on the mat. I think it just ends up being kind of Jake's kind of redemption from that period of time, you know, and like it all goes back to, you know, people always look at me as kind of business guy, but what they don't realize is like my passion is figuring out how to inspire people. Like that's what, that's why I do it. Like if it was just me, I, I just kind of fall into like looking at the business strategy and, what's our marketing strategy a lot, but you know, the only reason I do it is because, you know, I love figuring out what inspires people to do things that they would not normally do. So when, um, Dallas talked to me about Jake, it was like, it was right on the heels of the Arthur video exploding because that gave us, you know, before everyone was scraping by Dallas, you know, was probably fine, but you know, he wasn't making a ton of money prior to that. And then, um, I was broke and, um, you know, but the Arthur video going viral gave us all this confidence, like, okay, now this business, we didn't think it was going to explode like this. Now it's doing it. Now what are we going to do next? And then one day Dallas just said, hey, I talked to Jake. And I'm like, Jake who? And he's like, Jake the Snake Roberts. Because I didn't even know that Dallas was friends with him. And I'm like, oh, no way. That's awesome. Because I, I knew Jake, Jake the Snake was. And so... He just started telling me, yeah, he's not doing so well, like, financially, he's over 300 pounds, you know, it sounds really down, you know, so I want him to, um, I want him to try DDP yoga, and I told him, you know, if he does it, you know, I'll give him some money, because he doesn't, he's broke, he needs, he's really needs help, and I was like, well, you know, I asked him, like, well, what is his life like, because what I learned from doing Inspired The biggest thing I learned was that your environment determines what you do more than anything else. Like the people who you live with, um, the people you hang out with, they determine, you know, yeah, you can make up your own decision, but people underestimate the power of their friends and their family, how that Mm -hmm. shapes what you do. Even if they don't, like a lot of times spouses won't do things because they know that it will upset the other spouse. Not that they said, don't do this. So they might not go to the gym early in the morning or they might not work out you know, at a certain time if they're not in sync. So, um, Dallas said, yeah, I don't know. He's living with, um, you know, a former fan and, um, you know, I don't know that he has any positive influence. I mean, she probably was not a negative influence, but, 
you know, he needs a strong environment to get past, you know, to eat right and to exercise consistently. Because I learned that from doing the film, that people didn't have the right environment. Unless they were like Arthur, who's, Arthur was like very focused, mm-hmm. they would fall off track. So I said, well, what if we move Jake to Atlanta and we just kind of bombard him with positive energy? Like me, you, anybody around us, all we're going to do is, you know, encourage him to eat right and exercise all the time. And Dallas was like, oh, it's an interesting idea, but I don't know that I want to do that. That's kind of a crazy idea. Like, you know, I just bought this house. I don't want to all of a sudden have Jake live there because Jake, he knew that Jake was kind of a handful, you know. They've lived together in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jake and Dallas knew what, you know, how crazy Jake could be. So then he was hesitant, but then I think he talked to Jake on the phone and he mentioned it. And I think that, you know, I think I said, well, what if we did a documentary about the whole thing? You know, it would be awesome if we could Mm -hmm. help him. And uh, he mentioned it to Jake, and then I think Jake, it kind of lit a spark in Jake. And Dallas saw that, oh, man, this is really inspiring Jake to do something. Because it's a lot of times it's people will feel down in the dumps until they see a glimmer of hope. Like there's all of a sudden this is something that gives them a chance even though it's always within them like the hope is always within themselves but sometimes it needs some external kind of uh like catalyst to be like hey maybe i could do it you know so um dallas at that point was like i can't i have to do it now because jake is so excited about it so like dallas was kind of nervous about it because he felt like oh now i I have no choice. I have to do it. He, he didn't want to in some ways. So anyway, we just started, you know, I didn't know what I was getting into. I don't think Dallas knew exactly what he was going to get into, but he had a, he had an idea how it could get, which, you know, because in the beginning he came and I thought things were going too well. I'm like, man, this is going great. There's no conflict. There's no drama at all. I'm like, well, you know. That's not going to be exciting. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> Dallas was like, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Just wait and see. And then, like, the first week, you know, was when Dallas, when Jake went out of town and, you know, we had to pick him up at the airport and he was drunk. So, um, not that I wanted that to happen. And, you know, when it's happening, you're like, oh, man, what is, what do, what is this going to be? But when now you look back at what he achieved, all of those hurdles like make the the story even better because like wow you know he fell he fell he fell and then you know he triumphs so you know the whole goal with that film is to for one show jake what's possible because a lot of people they don't know what's possible Mm -hmm. and see how quickly he could turn his life around like very quickly you know when you've been living bad for so long you turn it around in a year to you know two years that's pretty amazing so it was to show him what's possible and then the hope is that his story will show other people what's possible. So then you build this thing that not only helps Jake and Jake's life, but his story helps many, many others. So that was always the intent of that film. So, you know, hopefully, you know, not a lot of people have seen it yet, but hopefully it will inspire a lot of people. So. And I know I've had a lot of questions. It will be accessible to people down the road, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we're just now just trying to figure out. We're, the goal is to let is get as many people to see the film as possible. That's always the goal. Um, you know, Dallas sometimes is worried about piracy, but then, you know, it's like, well, you know, in the end, it's really more about the more people that see it, the better. You know, so we're just trying to figure out the best 
distribution strategy right now. We're still actually tweaking the film a little bit, even though we've been to Slam Dance and it was great. Um, we've I think we've since Slam Dance we've made the film stronger, um, which is more exciting to us. So tonight you'll see a different cut than anybody has seen. Like some of our production team hasn't even seen it yet. They're like, oh, we need to see it. And so um, we're hoping that it just gets stronger and then um, it will get enough attention so that you know, Jake has more opportunity and it will just inspire a lot of people. Um, you know, I know it'll help Dallas and the company in the long run too, but the goal is really, you know, to have these pieces of thing, projects that we've worked on that can impact people's lives. Like that's ultimately what we get excited about. Well, that's awesome. And I can't wait to see that. One of the big things we talk about on this show, uh, before we go is goal setting because goal setting is such a big part of anyone's journey and before we even get into the next goals we should also touch on the fact that although this movie is complete it's coming out jake's journey certainly is not over as anybody who's dealt with addiction and demons knows it's it's a lifelong thing but this is an amazing way to share this portion of the journey and hopefully it just keeps getting better for him he seemed to be having a blast in vegas which i thought uh, could have been a very difficult circumstance and situation to put somebody with that sort of history in but he seemed to thrive in it and uh, just watching him watching the other wrestlers in the ring and stuff he had a huge smile on his face and man was that cool to see but uh before we wrap things up i i gotta ask um, what, what's next on your list of goals? I know the performance center is about to open up and everything that goes with that. Uh, what, what's, what's on Steve Yu's radar coming up? Yeah, well, we have, sometimes it's hard to pinpoint them all because we have so many different major projects going on, but yeah, the, the performance center is getting very close to being complete. The studio is unbelievable. Like right now we're just figuring out all the lighting and, the sound and how we're going to produce all the new videos. Um, but that's obviously, it's coming to a close. And then the DDP Yoga Now app that we were developing has been a ton of work. Um, you know, version one, you know, we hope will be received well. We probably packed too many features into the first version. Like looking back, we should, probably should have said, well, let's, let's start off slow and make it really, really polished. And we ended up saying, let's try to throw every feature we can into it and so it will be feature packed it's not our end all version of it but i think I, I think it'll be good for people to start and have immediate access to the workouts and the cool thing about it is they'll have access to unlimited content like you know we'll be able to shoot new workouts multiple workouts a week so it won't be the same workouts that people have been doing for years now it'll be like, oh, what, what what new workout is there this week? Right. You know, so it'll be exciting, and we'll we'll do a lot more cooking and nutrition, which is very valuable to people. You know, a lot of times people have an idea of how to eat right, but they need more instruction. Like this is how to make this salad, or this is how to make this dish, and then people just all of a sudden, you know, things get much easier for them. So I think the app will do that. So that hopefully will be finished within the next few months as well. So we'll launch that. Um, we're we're going to start filming the new documercial or, you know, I prefer to call it like docu- you know, DDP Yoga documentary. Like I'd like it to be a documentary about D- how DDP Yoga was formed and the lives it's changed. And um, I think it'll be more compelling to people than a sales pitch, you know. And so... We're going to start working on that, and then, of course, um, 
we're going back to work on Inspired and try to get that done this year, too. Because a lot of people are frustrated that I haven't gotten it done. I'm more frustrated than anybody. But, um, you know, I think there's just so many things, where plates we're spinning that, you know, we try to, like, jump to one for a period of time and then jump to another. But um, these big things are hopefully wrapping up, and, and Dallas will be able to hopefully... Um, have more peace of mind because all we've been doing is spending money on things <laughs> like the last probably six to eight months right. spending money on the building it's not making us any money spending money on the app it's not making any money so investing all that is tough i think um, so hopefully when they're done then we can focus on you know creating like really inspiring content for people so so those are the next big things awesome well i can't wait to uh, see what to else comes down the pipe over the next few months and years and uh, really appreciate you taking the time and sharing your story with us today yeah thanks a lot ross i appreciate appreciate you doing it so that's it for another week keep up to date by following us on twitter it's at ross raymond and by checking out the facebook page just search for the team ddp yoga experience or join our group on team and i'll see you again next week for another episode of the team ddp yoga experience If you have comments or questions about this show, feel free to contact us by visiting RossRaymond.com. There you can contact us via email, Twitter, or leave us a Skype voice comment 24 hours a day. You can even order your own DDP Yoga package and check out previous episodes of the show. That's www.RossRaymond.com. This has been a Raymond Digital Production. Raymond Digital Productions.